Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. All right, man. Episode 45, man. Starting a new week. Uh, definitely going to be uh, some interesting topics here. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we start, we want to thank you guys for taking us over 3,700 listens. That's man, a, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. And then we look at some of the analytics, and we got people all over the place. Yeah. We got people out in Australia. We got people in in, in the Netherlands and Mexico. And it's like, how are you finding us? You know? Yeah, it's crazy. So it's really cool. Whoever, you know, whoever gets just, you know, listens to the podcast, it's just, it's always just really, uh, yeah, really a great thing. To I catch wish we that. could engage with some of those people more. That, I know, right? You know, some of them are just out there in a, a different country. I wish right? we could reach out to them somehow. Right? I wish I could have relations over there. Wait, what? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> foreign relations <laughs> I did not have relations with that <laughs> It's crazy man Bill Clinton straight up lied about not getting his dick sucked He's like I did not And he beat his hand on the desk I did not have sexual relations with that woman Yeah Miss Lewinsky And yeah. then he came back like two weeks later I indeed <laughs> You gotta lie though man You the freaking president You you can't be You can't be up there Keeping it real As a president Yeah I can't It's crazy I, it, I, You can just imagine Bill getting a BJ be Like oh god Oh god Oh America ah. <laughs> Alright man Let's move on yeah. um, One of the, the The trending topics We're not really Trending topic type Podcast Like we talk about What we want But Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the Jesse Smollett story. Um, mm-hmm. Jesse Smollett is a musician and, and an actor, to my belief, but mm-hmm. he also is uh, gay, which, you know, really is not a huge deal. That's just a normal everyday thing now. <laughs> but yeah. uh, he was assaulted and, you know, basically had mentioned that it was a hate crime. Um, mm-hmm. And somehow he referenced that these the people that did it were Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. And... Um, First of all, somebody being assaulted or a hate crime is inexcusable. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not trying to say, oh, this guy's not telling the truth or whatever the case. The only thing that really bothers me is the fact that, you know, mentioning that it was a Trump supporter, it just brings all these other questions into it. And it kind of um, pigeonholes everybody that supports Trump. Um, And one thing that we do on here on this podcast is we just keep it a, we keep it a buck. We keep it a hundred because- I don't want to say that everybody that supports Trump or is a Republican is racist. Mm-hmm. So when you hear that the people were Trump supporters, I'm just like, maybe they were. Yeah. You know, but there there are also other groups that shouldn't be pigeonholed. Like, I remember I was watching the news and they was like, oh, Black Lives Matter is putting out hits on police. And I was like, what the fuck? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Like. There are there from every movement or every group. There are going to be people that do foolish things, but that doesn't mean you generalize everyone that has anything to do with that. Yeah. Um, whether it be a mu- like like radical Muslim extremists, mm-hmm. you don't pigeonhole every Muslim and say, "Oh, we got to get them out of here." Yeah. You know they're plotting something. Like yeah, it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. I think that some some of the news articles did use that uh, Trump <clears throat> supporters and MAGA hats and stuff as a jumping off point. There you go. I think him, he was just trying to tell a story. You know what I mean? I think he was just he was just stating the facts. I think um, they were quoting him as saying that the the guys were yelling out hate speech. They were calling them, you know, 
uh, gay slurs. They were saying, you know, I, this is Trump's country and all kind of stuff like that. So I think for him, he was just telling a story. I don't think yeah. he was necessarily saying, like, all Trump supporters are a certain no, way. No, definitely. But definitely these these different articles are trying to skew, you know, the narrative to, you know, to make it seem as though, you know, everyone that supports Trump uh, or voted for Trump or that are Republican or whatever the case are, you know, that radical, which is not the case. And like you were saying, <clears throat> the reason we kind of are taking the stance is because we know how the other side were treating, you know, you know, Black Panthers and we know how they yes. were treating um, Black Lives Matter movements and, you know, painting these people as radical. So it's the same thing. So we basically have to keep the same energy exactly. when it comes to this situation. Exactly. You got to keep the same energy. Mm-hmm. I, I just think another thing, too, and definitely I'm not saying uh, Jesse Smollett was trying to paint that picture. He was telling a story from which it happened to him. Mm-hmm. But he did lose me on one thing. Uh, just recently, he, <laughs> he referenced himself as the gay Tupac. That sounds crazy. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know what that means. I don't even know how, like, the gay Tupac, I don't get how. I, I think he's just saying that he got beat up. Tupac got beat up and shot no, a couple times. Tupac got but, shot on two different occasions. Yeah. So you need to get beat up at least two more times before you, you know. Yeah, shot at. Yeah, or shot at. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means, but, you know, maybe maybe he was trying to make a point. Mm-hmm. And that he lost me on that, but ultimately I will say that you know nobody deserves to get beat up, especially for their 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 sexual orientation or uh, regardless of what or if they're black, white, mm-hmm. you should not be beaten up or there should not be any hate crimes occurring based on that. Yeah, he um, gonna re- he gonna he gonna have a remix. Grab your Glocks when you see Gay Tupac. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Dang, that'll be crazy because he is a musician. Yeah. And like, imagine them bringing him out. Everybody, give it up for Gay Tupac! <laughs> <laughs> <Heck nah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, that'd be crazy. That was funny, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Jesse Smollett. Jesse, yeah, shout out to hey, him. His man. sister is bad. I love that girl. Oh damn, I forgot her name. Uh, something smaller, light skinned one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is bad. Yeah. yeah, she used to have freckles and stuff when she was a kid. I think she still does. Probably so. Yeah. She's grown now. Yeah, she's yeah. super grown. But she's like my age, man. Really? Oh, yeah. She's 30-something. Dang. Yeah, she just looks really good. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on. Um, there was a story recently. Not so much a story, but there was a song that the game, for anybody that's not familiar with the game, he is a rap, a West Coast rapper, and he released a song. And on the song, it was some graphic sexual um information regarding kim kardashian Mm -hmm. basically saying that you know he had her by her throat while she was sucking him off and she was choking on his cum that was literally one of the lyrics in the song so i I thought to myself like i heard it and i wasn't like oh this is dope like that's corny to me Mm -hmm. i think whatever sexual encounter you have with a woman past tense it's her it's it's not to be brought up again especially if you're a musician yeah I, i just think it's fucking corny and i don't think you should just uh, like I, I will say this, even though he's a rapper, he's still a man, and I don't, I don't think men should conveniently disrespect women like that. Yeah, you know, there have been there are women that I've had sex with in the past, but now they're married and they have families and all of that. But I don't say, hey, remember that day when I was, you know, like that's just disrespectful. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta move on and stop being childish. I, I think that you know, my knock on him is from that. I'm not trying to talk about his whole, you know, like the game is this and he's that. 
But that shit was fucking corny. I'm just gonna keep it G. And if if I seen him face to face, I tell him that that's corny, man. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I wouldn't be like, hey, that's corny, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it it was. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up, man. Yeah, I think you know, there's you shouldn't really kiss and tell, anyways. Nope, that's kind of lame. I think that even on top of that, you should respect someone's union. Yes. That girl is married now. She's married to Kanye West. She's a mother. They have, you know, she's a mother. They have a family. And um, like you said, it's just that's just not the energy you should be putting out there. Like it doesn't really and that's like to- toxic masculinity masculinity um at its finest. Definitely. Um because that's just a normal that's just a normal thing. Like a lot of women do that. Yes. You know, during the a sexual encounter. And um for like the way he painted it is like in a negative light. You know yes. what I mean? It's just a normal thing. So yeah. like, you know, that's just like rappers being rappers. And yeah. I think we got to move past that. You know what I mean? Like you, you're the game. You're, you know, a, a successful rapper. People like the music you make. You don't have to like, that's just what he does though. He tends to put, I don't even know if he has a song without dropping so many names. Like that's he even, stupid. like even the song he has, with like Jeremiah or something, and he's like, he said something like, "You want me to say your name, huh?" And he's like, "Karuchi," and it, it, oh has, my God. it has nothing, nothing really to do, to do with the song. I don't even think people were assuming that he was talking about any girl specifically. It's just yeah. a song, and then he just throws her name in there at the end. It's so childish, yeah. And, you know, not to mention like you, you're talking about her giving you a BJ, like it was like like it was. I don't know. It's just wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I've never. First of all, like she cared enough about you to give you a BJ. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why are you gonna ruin that? Now, and ain't no telling what he did. Yeah, who knows? Probably ate her booty. Yeah, <laughs> he got some cellulite all on his nose. <laughs> he got some plastic surgery booty in his mouth. <laughs> no, but it's like, dude, it's crazy because you're referencing a BJ in such a bad light. You're gonna fuck it up for the rest of us. Right. You know, because, you know, there's going to be girls that be like, you know, like, I want to do that. But, like, he might make a rap song about me yeah. and I don't want to do that. I like, think girls that we deal with on a regular may feel like that already. Like, dang, I might end up on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, not at all. I don't drop names. And if I do reference a BJ I got, then I'll just be like, oh, it's pretty great. Hey, the weather's nice outside. <laughs> That's just, I think that's really weird. Like, to think about a woman like that, like, you know, to talk down about her. Yeah. Like, I appreciate BJ's. I, I know. And I, I, I don't I don't look at a woman as a sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. To me, every woman is a human being, regardless of what interaction we had, whether it was just strictly sexual or we were in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I hold women to like I have a still a certain amount of respect for them. Yeah. Um, because you shouldn't just disregard and treat them like dirt. Yeah. That's just fucked up. Uh-huh. I don't know where this guy's rap career is going, but he's got to figure it out, man. Because that ain't if you when you're dissing somebody that's not a rapper, then like how are they supposed to come back and say anything? Yeah, like what is she gonna she, say? Yeah, what is she? She's gonna hop on Twitter and try to debunk it, or yeah, but but it's like you know she had her little phase. Yeah, most she's married. Most women and men all have phases where they're. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot of fucking and, yeah. and a lot of lot of lot of sexual stuff's going yeah. on. You don't want to be the guy that the woman regrets yes. having that kind of encounter with. Exactly. Yeah. You I want to be like chill. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, I had 
some sort of relations with this guy and you know it's over now but we're we're still in good standing there you go like i'd rather you know see you know have good relations and then see her out at walmart somewhere and she's like oh my god that's eddie like Mm-hmm. You felt so good, you know. You know what? What I mean? <laughs> How's everything going? I was like, yeah. "Oh, everything's great." Hey, you have a nice day. You too, you know. Yeah. And you just want to make sure you keep those. You don't want to have a like bad references out in the street. Like, yeah. "Oh, he's a piece of shit." Mm-hmm. He's a piece of shit. You don't want that, mm-hmm. you know. But I guess the game does not really care too much about women. Um, that's from my assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to grow up, man. The guy's older than me. All right, moving on. Um, the power of podcasting. All right, this is a really, this is a beautiful story. Um, recently, a man just did 21 years in prison, and then they started up a program where he was, he was a podcast, he was podcasting mm-hmm. inside of the prison, and he was interviewing people that were on death row. He was interviewing people that were doing life and people that just came into the prison and people that were parents. And by him doing a podcast, he got such a high standing that the judge decided that, that uh, they ended his sentence and they freed him from prison. Mm-hmm. And now this guy is doing the podcast full time outside of prison. He is free and his job is now to do a podcast. That yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh that is definitely a beautiful beautiful thing. Like you were saying, the the power of podcasts, I don't even think we know the power of podcasts yet. You know what I mean? Deep we we're seeing, you know, different podcasts growing, we're seeing different people on podcasts getting all kinds of different opportunities and this is just, you know, something to add on to that. Um like you said, man, the guy just started I don't know exactly when he started podcasting, but I don't know if, know if it was an idea brought to him or I wish we knew more about the story, but definitely um, it shows that, you know, the positivity that can come from just, you know, talking into, you know, recording your voice in a microphone. Definitely. I just I think it's more than recording your voice in a microphone, though. I think that it is literally um, uh, you just first of all, anybody with a podcast, when they're not passionate about it, you can tell. Yeah. When they're not transparent, you can tell. So to me, podcasting is a is a very raw account of how you feel about things. And when you're able to master that on the microphone and you're talking to people and they're talking back and you just got this energy going, it's very powerful. It's like almost a form of therapy. So when when this guy is in prison, he that's literally the worst place you could be in this world. And he mm-hmm. was in San Quentin, you know, so mm-hmm. he did 21 years in prison and still seen enough light in his life to start a new program. And that got him out. Mm-hmm. And now he can still do the same job like that, like his it maybe his whole life's mission was to do podcasting. Yeah. Think about that. Like that that story in itself is just crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, props to him on that. Yeah. But in us, like what in your opinion, what? Uh, what is the true importance of a podcast, in your opinion? I think it depends on the genre, Got and it. The, the person doing a podcast. Everyone has like a sort of niche that they've that they've carved out. Yeah, in the podcast world, um, you know, some of them is are more comedic. Some of them are, you know, actually some some of my favorite podcasts are podcasts where you can actually learn something. Yeah. 
um, there are, you know, I guess in general, I think we we kind of lean towards entertainment mostly. Yeah. So some of these podcasts are just generally like entertainment based. And, you know, we just we we listen because they, you know, talk about uh, pop culture and current events and what's going on in hip hop and what's going on in politics and stuff. But um um, I forgot. What was your question again? I can't oh, remember. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like you, Joe Budden. You turned into a politician. <laughs> <laughs> fucking filibuster. <laughs> fucking filibuster me and shit. <laughs> I was just looking at my watch like, when is Keith going to stop? <laughs> Somebody had a really dope, we went to the stand up on, I think a couple Thursdays ago. Uh-huh. And they had a, like a really dope filibuster joke. And, it was really funny, and I hate when I feel like some of these jokes. Um, I'm gonna say that is a joke for like a niche audience, but it is a joke where you have to understand what a filibuster is. Exactly. Yeah, and I felt like the crowd didn't really understand what a filibuster was. So, yeah. um, but it was like it was really funny. So I, I think that you can't tell those jokes until you know you have a niche audience. Yeah. Because if you're a guy that if you if you have a little bit above average intelligence and you're starting to tell jokes like that, yeah. you got to realize you go to a regular a regular comedy joint. There's a lot of people there that don't got more than like a fucking eight, ninth grade education that are mm-hmm. drunk and they just want to laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the most basic stuff. So yeah. you, you have to find a way to gr- to you know grab those people, which ain't going to be too hard. You just really got to be funny. Yeah. But then there's other people who like love comedy, but they like more. They like like higher intelligent type mm-hmm. jokes yeah you know mm-hmm. nobody's gonna know what a filibuster is if they fucking they didn't get out of eighth grade like yeah 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 <laughs> i think yeah i don't know i think people laughed and i think it got the response but it may be in a different setting it would have landed definitely a lot better definitely you got to know what kind of crowd you're talking to but no my question to you was what what do you see i already forgot the fucking question mm-hmm. what do you what is the importance of oh, a podcast yeah i think I think just being honest and giving valuable information. So definitely, I think a lot of times we talk from our perspective. We talk about you know the black experience in Bakersfield, California, oh, yeah. or um, what it feels like to drive trucks for twelve hours in a day, or mm. what it feels like to you know go to college in a state that most people don't know is actually a state. (laughs) um, You know what I mean? But what I was talking about with the other podcasts that are more informative, you know, that they're, like I said, their job is just to be honest and to give valuable information to people that are people that are out there trying to learn something. Definitely. Uh, Me, I feel the importance of a podcast um, is basically to engage people because you don't know what everyone's going through. Yeah. Somebody could be going through, like they could be having anxiety and they need something to take their mind off something. Yeah. Um, they could be stressed out and they need something to lift their spirits. They could be um, bored and they need something to entertain them, mm-hmm. maybe something to inform them. Mm-hmm. And by you having a podcast that engages and grabs people, you're doing them a favor. So mm-hmm. I think that once we get on these microphones, we got a job to do. And it's not just a job to put out this this content it's a job to for each and every listener that we have to grab them and they understand that we know what our job is in regards to keeping them engaged mm-hmm. because when i listen to podcasts and and sometimes i feel like you know certain people i'm not gonna say any names but certain podcasts that i listen to i feel like they get away from what they're really great at 
and they try to latch on to something else and it just don't work mm-hmm. you know but but you just got to do you got to do what what's gr- what's good for you and your co-host obviously me and you mm-hmm. and what also grabs the the listener yeah um don't try to do some fuckery yeah you know don't be fake but just understand that people are listening and we we have a important job to do as well so mm-hmm. yeah i think that's one of the the main points, just understanding that people are listening. So, Definitely. You know, you want to, you want to, I don't think you, I don't even think you need to walk a line. I just think you need to like wear your heart on your sleeve when it comes to these podcasts. You know, keep, also keep in mind that when we say people are listening, there are people close to you that are also listening. So you don't necessarily want to throw your family under the bus, nah. or, you know, your friends or whatever. So you want to keep that in mind, you know, you want to essentially like, uh, like metaphorically blur out their faces when you're exactly. presenting these these situations, but at the same time you want to be honest because all these situations that we're going through, we can we can help somebody. Yes, you know, and we can't necessarily talk to hundreds of people at one time, but you know, through this podcast, we can speak to you know these that uh, that large amount of people at one time. Definitely. Now that we got that out of the way, look, I had this crazy sex experience, right? All right, so I'm at the beach, right? Now I'm fucking around. <laughs> nah, man. Got some sandy cheeks. Oh, yeah. So a well comes out, right? <laughs> so, yeah, we're kissing and a well dries up on the shore. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, moving on. Mm-hmm. There's been a really crazy story, which is a true story that that surfaced out here in uh, Bakersfield, California. A teacher, not going to say her name. I'm not going to even say the high school, but uh, fuck it. I'll say the high school. I can say the high school. Uh, Frontier High School uh, was terminated recently. uh, And the news, when they talked about the story online, they said, a story, a, a teacher has been put on administrative leave. Um, story is still developing. And I was wondering, like, why the fuck would they talk about a story, but uh, a teacher being put on administrative leave and not have a reason for it? Mm-hmm. I, the news, they knew exactly why she was, you know, uh, put on administrative leave, but they just didn't put it because they were just trying to stir up some shit. Yeah. And everybody in the comments, a lot of them already knew it. Okay. It comes to find out that this teacher did porn, right? Mm hmm. And her 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 fucking username or her her handle. This is literally her real name. Her name was BBC Slut Wife for you. Like this lady was in the big black cocks. Like, and I I seen like two of the videos, and I was like, oh my god! Like this this chick is really living up to her username. Yeah. And you just see, and I clicked on one video because they, they posted the link down in the comments on Facebook, and I was like, this is fake. There's no way. And then I was like, that might be a teacher. Then I clicked on another one and I was like, this is really her. This is fucking crazy. Like this yeah. teacher's really doing porn. But and she's really she's pretty hot actually. But just it, you know, it's kind of nasty, you know, mm-hmm. too many cocks. Anyways, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um she basically uh was ended up getting terminated for doing that. Um No, she's she's on administrative. She's administrative leave. leave. They're going to end up getting rid of her. No, they're not. You don't think so? No, the the guy um, at the superintendent's office, I forget his name, um, he released a statement basically saying that she didn't do anything wrong. Wow, that's awesome, though. He said it, and then they said trying to fire her is a slippery slope. Ooh, because that means they would have to watch the porn. No, (laughs) I don't think that's... 
They, you, I'm sure they've seen it. They can't fire her just because she hasn't technically done anything wrong. Right? But they would say, look, this porn wasn't good enough. <laughs> the guy is black, too. So I'm sure he's like, mm, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep your job on one condition. <laughs> I forget his name. I would always see him around. Um, he's a you know a taller black gentleman. And he, he got, like he, I always remember him because he has these weird, like, he has these huge eyes. And his eyes are brown. And you know, like any dark-skinned black person with brown eyes, their eyes kind of look kind of weird. Like it doesn't, hmm. like, like it feels like he's wearing contacts kind of thing. But um, yeah, I always remember him from, you know, seeing him in elementary school and stuff. But I oh, guess wow. he worked his way up the ranks and he's like at the superintendent's office and whatnot. The issue I have with it is so many people are actual freaks. Like I, I guarantee you there's people listening to this fucking podcast and they got a sex tape. You know, there are people probably having sex while listening to this podcast. Yep, they probably like. I love it. Na- <laughs> That's a nasty. <laughs> they like. I love Eddie and Keith. <laughs> they are so entertaining. Oh, that's a nat- I've someone once. It made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Whatever. Someone told me they was having um, sexual intercourse, and one of my songs popped up on a playlist. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what the heck. Did it remind them of that one time you were hanging out with them? I hope not. I hope they was completely focused on whoever was in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dang. That was crazy. But yeah, I think think the... The going back to the way the news started shaping this story, it was... That's like the, the quintessential way you can tell someone was reaching for clicks or like trying to clickbait. Reaching for clits? Yeah. They were they were, oh, reaching, they were reaching for clits. <laughs> so clickbait. <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that they have um their they made a story that they published a story that wasn't a story. If they're going online and basically, basi- basically saying there's a teacher on administrative leave. More information will be, you know, released later. Exactly. Like that's not a story. No. But they knew that everyone in Bakersfield and surrounding cities, and you know, probably some people across the country, already knew what the story was. So just them publishing that story, basically saying nothing. They knew that people would click on it to try to find like what what sort of information was going on. But if you just posted that, and and the teacher didn't have sex or she wasn't doing porn, and she was, um, you know, I don't know what the most if she was yelling at students or you know what whatever the most minimal <laughs> thing you can get um, fired for, like they would have never posted that exactly. You know, so I, I feel like that's that's pretty trash. It as, is trash as journalists as journalists. Yeah. To try to publish that story and try to you know get clicks based on that story. What I find sad is like obviously they, I mean you got a, they got a degree in journalism. I'm a truck driver and I could I could see how wrong that is and you can't. So you got a degree and you don't have enough common sense to see how you should be reporting a fucking story. I think that is pathetic. Yeah. I, I think that I think they know they're aware of what they're, they're doing. Aware. They just aren't doing it. Yeah, they don't have. A, I mean, you mean you don't have a moral compass to say yeah, this, moral compass. this is not fucking right. Yeah. So yeah, that that's where that that's where that that education goes down the toilet because you're not using common sense. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, you know what? This would be a great story. I know this lady sucking dick. I just need to prove it. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So, 
<laughs> let's go ahead and you know what it was is the, is the parents and a lot of other people knew mm-hmm. about what the teacher was doing i guess it was servicing around there was a there was a person that inboxed me i'm, gonna, I'm not going to say her name but she inboxed me and, and said that a lot of students knew that she had had porn out for a while um and another thing i think it could be too is it could be a teacher that you know used it as leverage on that teacher because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people watch porn like i, I guarantee you that out of all those teachers there, like literally ninety seven percent of them watch porn, and the only one that doesn't is probably old and her her stuff stopped working. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, people knew about it, mm-hmm. and I I don't really see the point. I think that's something she did outside of work, and if she's a shit teacher, then I think she should be fired. But if she's a pretty good teacher, she does her job, then I don't see the big deal. A lot of students online felt like she was a pretty mean teacher. Which really? doesn't mean she's a bad teacher. It probably means that those kids is bad as hell. Yeah. yeah. I've I've realized that most kids that think teachers are mean are bad students. Very true. Like, what are you talking about that teachers mean? But she could have been mad. You know why, right? Why? She could have been mad because she wasn't getting no black cock. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You kids, just, you guys are pissing me off today. <laughs> Yeah, DeQuante, you stay after class. Oh my god, <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to promote, uh, you know, statutory rape. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I'm just yeah, kidding. I think it. I, I I started almost feeling bad for her, just based on how the information got out. Just like she just seemed like a regular teacher, and then all of a sudden this news got out, and then she disappeared. Yeah. So, I'm sure, like now, she goes out. Obviously, she did porn and released it on the internet. So, yeah, there's a certain amount of, um, you know, you, there's a certain amount of awareness that comes with that, I guess. But definitely, uh, just the way the information leaked is probably not the best. But the way the way I looked at it is like, she should just run with this, um, yeah, with this career. Yeah. Like, teachers don't get paid that much. She probably was. She's. I'm sure she's making a good living, but they don't get paid a lot, a lot of money. Exactly. Um, and she can just capitalize on this fame. You know, get an Instagram. Yep. You know, put her name on there and really, really start doing this porn thing. Yep. Get B- a con- yeah. BBT teacher slut wife. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> BB. <laughs> Mrs. BBC teacher slut wife. Oh dang! And then her videos would be like, "So class, do you want me to teach you something?" It'd yeah. be some like forty year old black dude in the front row, like, "Yeah, I want you to teach me something." Yeah, <laughs> I direct that movie. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna okay. do. Uh, I'm gonna do. I was telling Eddie the the well yesterday or the day before that I'm gonna do stand up this week. Oh yeah, and mostly like I don't really want to be a stand up comedian, but. Um, I do have a little bit of stage fright, so I feel like um, just doing stand up can, you know, help me get over that stage fright. Help, fright help me to uh, be more comfortable when talking in front of people because I realized, like, even when I was a kid, I was like in fifth grade or sixth grade. I ran for like school treasurer, and when I when I ran, um, I wasn't really nervous when I got on stage. But I wasn't nervous because I had practiced that speech and stuff so many times. So mm. sometimes when I'm like when like if I did that and then I hadn't done anything for a couple of years, if I get back on stage, like I'll be super nervous again. So, uh. I, so I realized like the more the more that I do these sort of things, like the more comfortable I'll, 
be the more comfortable I'll be. Yeah. Um, so that's partly why I want to do it. But I said all that to say that um, I have this joke that I'm going to tell on Thursday about like the fear that film students have. Like we all have this aspirations to direct. Um, you know, these big blockbuster movies like the Black Panthers and, you know, the Star Wars and the Jurassic Worlds. But somehow deep down inside, we have this fear that we'll just end up directing porno. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like a whole thing that goes in on that. <laughs> yeah. With Keith, it, Keith has really clever, like a clever sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see Keith getting up there though. If, if let's just say you know hypothetically that Keith bombed, right? He get up there like, hey, so anybody else out there like dandelions? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> get him off the stage! <laughs> you Uncle Tom? <laughs> uh, you coon? Get off the stage! <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. that's dope though, man. Yeah. I, I, when he told me he was doing comedy, I just was like, "Huh?" Like I was kind of confused. Yeah, but I was, you know, because with with Keith, he he speaks well. He's a pretty smart guy. Mm-hmm. But he was like, "I just want to, you know, get out of my comfort zone." I was like, "Shit, this is definitely a good way." Yeah, because when you're as a comedian, you know, I'm going up. Actually, for all that don't know, I need to fucking post that ad uh, on uh, yeah, my on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Does DJ have I it? Share. I could share it with you. It's in my cool. inbox. Or in my, my messages, I think. Please share it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be on stage this month on the 22nd uh, at the Avenue downtown. So anybody that catches this, I'll be down there. Yeah, uh, Eddie and DJ will be there. So yeah, we'll be at the sure Avenue. Come and support. I'll, I'll definitely do my best to make you guys laugh. Mm-hmm. And, and if I have any female fans after the show, then you know I can make you laugh uh, a little bit more after the show. <laughs> g- 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 giggle, that is. <laughs> they say that... Um, Comedians don't really get groupies like that. Mm, I believe it. But yeah. If you're Kevin Hart, you're fucking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a super superstar. But I think like like the average like I think who who was who has a joke? Uh, Martin Lawrence, I think it was. He was talking about um, it was you know long long time ago in the deaf comedy jam era. He was just talking. He had a little you know a joke. I don't want to yeah. butcher it, but he was basically saying like how. It might have been Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it was Eddie Murphy, actually, my bad. I think it was Ed- on Eddie Murphy's Delirious. He was talking about how singers get all the girls and, you know, the comedians. Like, it ain't really this dry out there for them. I think the, I think comedians get girls, but I, don't, I think they get the regular women. You know, they don't get, they don't get the, the, the fucking the supermodel type chicks. Mm-hmm. They'll get the chicks that, you know, work a nine to five that are sitting in the audience. They're like, he's so funny. I would love to have a beer with him and then probably blow him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> You you uh, to to the audience. You're like you're a potential blowjob, but you're not really like you know you're not a sure thing. Yeah, I was I was. <laughs> I, I think Eddie Murphy's career is really interesting. Like he is probably one of the most talented human beings walking the earth. Yeah, um, like he can sing. He's funny. He can act really well. And um, like his 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 stand up career was really short. Like, once yeah. he started doing movies, like, really doing movies, like, he just stopped doing stand-up at all. Eddie Murphy was a jack-of-all-trades in the 80s. Yeah. Like, he, his most popular, I think his most popular thing he ever did, in my opinion, was Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the like the number one thing in the 80s. Like, yeah. if you know Eddie Murphy, you know Beverly Hills Cop. But this motherfucker, not only that, he had successful stand-up. He was he on Saturday like Night. Most, I don't, yeah. like, top five, you know, grossing yep. um, stand-ups ever. He was on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Um, Beverly Hills do, Cop like, impressions. Yeah, mm-hmm. the fucking what was it? Norbit and what's the other one? 
the clump, the clump. Pro, uh, Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor. Mm-hmm. Like this dude. And he got paid for every person that he impersonated. Yeah. And he wrote a lot of those movies, too. Yeah. This guy is. Co-wrote them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what my favorite movie of him all time is, is Coming to America. Yeah. That's that, that's your brother's favorite movie yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, man. It's going to be definitely interesting. Um, uh, we talk about challenging ourselves all the time. I, yeah. I told him that my next thing is I got to jump out of a plane. Yeah. And I really don't want to do that shit, especially being as big as I am. They might not have a parachute big enough for my ass. Mm-hmm. But And somebody's nuts going to be on your back. Oh, man. I'll be like, hey, man, don't be, I don't play that shit. <laughs> At least you're going to put your nuts on my back. <laughs> tuck, tuck them shits back, man. <laughs> tuck your nuts back, bro. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. And then as soon as we get off and we jump off the plane, he'll be like, I'm sorry, bro. I got big nuts. I can't oh, do anything, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I have normally large nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think once you jump out that plane, you won't be worried about them nuts no more. You just want to save your life. The mugs will tuck in. They probably, you know, when you get scared, everything just like. You'd be like, oh, damn. <laughs> everything tucked the fuck back. <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely the next step for me. This this uh, this going up on stage thing is definitely, I, yeah. I, I, I intend on, you know, giving even more effort. I felt like the last time I did stand up, mm-hmm. um, I could have done better. I, I was told I did a pretty good job, you know, especially being my first time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've I watched other comedians and how they work the crowd and i got a lot of work to do but yeah it's a challenge and you got to get out of your comfort zone so this is mm-hmm. going to be great yeah just that stage present I, the the first time that um the guys from finesse and i went up there we seen obviously that a lot of people are pretty new to stand-up comedy that were you know going up a lot of first timers a lot of you know people that have been up there you know maybe two or three times but once you see like one of those seasoned guys go up there, you can definitely tell. Like you can tell, mm. I mean, there's like a certain stage presence that they have, and the way they maneuver through jokes is like effortless. Um, so yeah, you know, that's just something to work towards. You know, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, back to the slut teacher. Um, <laughs> now, <and> then, <laughs> what if she's there on the freaking? You said what? What if she's there at the? Uh, the stand-up thing. At the stand-up thing. I'm going to shout her out like, hey, I've seen your videos. You are ah. so cool. <laughs> want to come on our podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> That sound nasty. Yeah, that's how you yeah. come on our podcast? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. I'm not We're trying. turning that. The Black Howard Stearns. She's like, so, um, <laughs> you could just stop the podcast right now, you know? I got some ideas, yeah. And there's two of you guys, so. I was like, Stern oh, show no. So, I was, I didn't listen to it much, but. As a kid, it just seems so trash. Like, you just have a nasty girl come on there. She start taking off her clothes. She rubbing her clit and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a real show. <laughs> yeah, he pushed the boundaries, man. Yeah, he pushed the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, since he made it, he made Howard Stern made a comment about podcasts at one time, and he was really shitting on him. Yeah. Since then, he hasn't really recanted, but he has. He's a little more accepting of podcasts now. Yeah. But what we're doing he's is old. Yeah, he's old, and mm-hmm. you know he was he was telling some guy he was shitting on him like if you wanna if you wanna make a name for yourself in radio you gotta go up to the station you gotta do this like no bro that shit's outdated yeah we're taking this shit into our own hands yeah and it's not I'm not shitting on Howard Stern but if you're shitting on podcasts and you're shitting on me 
Yeah. You know, and what where where we want to go with this. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I applaud Howard Stern for doing what he did, and he he, he really pushed the boundaries. Yeah. You know, we're we're a lot lighter than he is. We don't got no chicks getting naked on our shit. Yeah. Right. You know, we're not just, yet at least. Not yet. Yeah, we're just two black guys trying to make it. You know. Yeah. And then once we'll we'll go from two black guys trying to make it to two black guys getting chicks naked on the podcast. <laughs> 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 Already. You know that's crazy. It rhymed. Now, yeah, um, yeah. Moving on. Um, is listening more powerful than talking? Mm-hmm. That's the question. I'll let you go ahead and uh, talk about it first, and I'll interject later. Yeah, for sure. I think um, that's one thing. You know, they always say, you know, you got two ears, so you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk, all these old adages. And that's definitely true. I was talking to Eddie. uh, We we were talking about this on the phone. And I mentioned that you can't teach yourself. You can't really teach yourself um, information. You know what I mean? You can learn something by doing it but when it comes to information that you don't know or that you can't experience like without tangibly touching it you have to learn from someone else so therefore that means you have to listen and if you aren't listening then you're not learning any anything exactly um that's why it's powerful to listen you know sometimes you just gotta shut up and you know open your ears even you know even on the podcast sometimes you'll you'll catch me and eddie when we have guests on or when we'll be conversating with Certain people that know more than us will just be sitting back and, you know, you won't hear for us from if hear from us for, you know, a few minutes within the podcast. You know, guys like Caesar, who's, you know, out in L.A. and really doing, you know, the acting thing. You know, we're just sitting back and soaking up all the information and, you know, letting these people talk. So it's it's definitely one of those things. I think um, some people really have a problem, though. You know what I mean? Some people, they when they when they're communicating they listen but they're only listening to uh to wait for a pocket yeah wait for a pocket where they can jump in and uh say their piece or they're listening only for like keywords so you know you're having a conversation about um whatever and they only find um so we we just had a whole conversation about the the um the teacher that you know, essentially had a, a sex tape out. Not a sex tape. Multiple. She's, she's she did porn. She was fucking fucking. Yeah, multiple guys, <laughs> multiple black cocks. <laughs> cocks on cocks on cocks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but you you know, and we had um, obviously we were joking, but. We had like some serious insight on that situation as far as like feeling bad for her and Definitely. you know how how the situation was handled in the in the media and in the news. Definitely. But a person that's only half listening will only catch the jokes or only catch the part where you know we're talking about cocks or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but a person that's fully listening will understand like the nuances that we threw in there. Definitely. So uh, you know that's just my point. Um, we just have to. <laughs> we just have to. We gotta listen, man. And in in a lot of people, um, one thing that a lot of people suffer from is um, kind of like we were saying. It, it happens sometimes on a podcast, but um, in general conversations, there's a lot of people that um, that when when they're in a conversation, they won't let you get a word out. Like they they continually keep cutting you off, and you may have, especially on certain topics, they're like. 
anyone in the world is some sort of master at some sort of topic. You know what I mean? Definitely. There's, there's parents out there that, you know, um, didn't go to school, didn't do this, didn't do whatever. But when it comes to parenting, they're like, you know, they're like, they can teach a master class on it. Or there's, you know, whatever the case may be. When it comes to trucking with you, like, there you, you can definitely, you know, spend 30 minutes um, giving a lecture on trucking. But um, if you're having a conversation with somebody and you're, you know, you're running down how you should switch gears or how you should, you know, take on hills or whatever. Yeah. And they're cutting you off in the middle of it. It's like, like, why am I even talking to you? Exactly. And, and in my mind, like, I know this information already, but you keep cutting me off. It's like, you know, I'm just wasting my breath at a certain point. Definitely. Um, the reason we're having this conversation from something we've seen, I'm not going to do any name dropping, but there was a, there was an interview couple of days ago where there, there you know, a guy was making his points and all of a sudden once he stopped talking and the other person tried to make a point he kept cutting that guy off and he kept like literally the guy would say and that's why i feel that the schools and this and that, and that and then he would jump in like that's bullshit no that's not right that's this mm-hmm. and it's like you gotta let people finish their thoughts mm-hmm. you know I, I feel that truly intelligent people listen like they, they really listen mm-hmm. and there's some people that are too smart for their own good and they just keep fucking cutting you off yeah, I can't have a, I cannot have a conversation with people like that. Mm-hmm. I, we've mentioned this a long time ago on the podcast that when you cutting people off and you're not you're not listening well and you don't have conversation etiquette, what happens is is you're only getting you're not even getting half information. You're basically telling yourself the same shit over and over. Yeah, you're, you're blocking what someone's telling you and you're telling yourself, no, I know already. I, no, I'm better. I know more than this. Yeah. I already know this. And it's like, dude, you have a cycle of shit. You got. Nothing really coming in and everything going out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd rather be a person. I really okay. There was there was I forgot the fucking quote. I said, "Would you rather be rich with no knowledge, or would you rather be poor with millions of dollars worth of knowledge?" Mm-hmm. I'd rather be the person that's poor with a lot of information, mm-hmm. because me having that information will get me out of that hole. Yeah. But being rich and dumb will you will lose everything. Yeah. You know, it's the mm-hmm. same thing that kind of you can kind of bounce that same theory off. In regards to like being the smart person, mm-hmm. if you're so smart, you may have information, but when you're not listening, it's like, what fucking good is it? Yeah, I see. I see. It's funny. Like I, I kind of always relate certain things back to school, but we were um, sometimes I do what you call it, like uh, these like micro experiments with with the kids at my school. So sometimes, like. It's hard to for a twenty six year old man to communicate with like twelve year old kids. So sometimes I just like to let them run things on their own. So uh, we were having a speed tournament. You know, speed is you know the little car game where you know basically you uh, you're putting cars down in order. Um, so I just let them you know set it up themselves, let them run it. Um, I feel like that's more effective sometimes than me like yelling at the kids for you know thirty minutes. To try Why are you yelling at the kids, Keith? Cause they bad, <laughs> so uh, so you know I let the kids run the run the run the scenario sometimes. So in order for ha- in order to have a uh, like a like a playoff style tournament, you need um, you need uh, numbers divisible like games divisible by four in order for there to be like one one championship game. Um, because if you start you know getting numbers. Outside of four, then there's an odd man or an odd game left out, and you know the the numbers just don't add up right. So 
one one there's probably two kids in the class or really one that that really understands that so i like to let him set up the games a lot of times so um so he's setting up the games and sometimes sometimes it just works out to where only you know divisible by four number of people want to play and um you know we just play and sometimes you know sometimes we'll have an extra person that wants to play and a lot of times he's the one explaining to the kids like yo like I know you guys, like, I know an extra person wants to get on, but it's not really going to work because we can only play four games at a time. And um, the other kids don't really don't really care to listen to him because they feel like he's he acts like he's smarter than him or he's a tryhard or he's uh, he's a he's a I don't know what you call it, but just anybody yeah. that uh, thinks they have a lot of information and thinks that um other people are there talking down or he's talking down on other people because they don't necessarily understand what's going on. Yeah. Um, so they just cut him off. You know what I mean? They're not, so, so what I'm saying is they're not really listening to him, not even though he has all the information. Like he's one of the smartest kids that I know. Like he, yeah. he'd be teaching me stuff sometimes like stuff that I know and I've known already, but Definitely. he'd be like refreshing my memory on certain stuff. So, but you got, you got to understand a lot of times people categorize importance versus, information like for example you could be the smartest guy in your class right and you'll say hey i don't think you should do that at 4 p.m because it might not work at all because of this and they mm-hmm. won't listen mm-hmm. but let kevin hart come in there and tell them the that it might not listen and that's like oh okay mm-hmm. so uh, also according to the level of importance that's it people are sad like i don't yeah. know why they do that like you could say don't drink and drive man don't drink and drive you're gonna kill somebody and they don't give a fuck mm-hmm. but then let kevin hart or somebody say hey man don't drink and drive and they might be like, you know what? I'm gonna think about that, man. Yeah. And it's like, are you yeah. serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they probably still gonna kill themselves, but yeah. at the same time, they were like, I'm gonna think about it. Yeah. It's- and I, the funny thing about that kid is, like, he's just he's just like little black uh, nerdy kid with thick glasses. Oh, did we talk about him quite yeah, a while yeah. back? Molecules. Uh, um, Mr. Keith. Uh, <laughs> uh, molecules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's that guy. Uh, so. <laughs> And he genuinely like he's a super emotional kid. So when people aren't listening to him or not uh, not like following his like his methods or whatever yeah. the case may be, and he's he's generally right. He's rarely wrong about stuff. Um, he genuinely gets emotional and he's, he he starts crying sometimes. Like wow. oh my gosh, I put together this whole you know playoff system and they're just ruining it because they don't really know how to follow the rules. And I'm just like, man, I understand you're emotional, but. You're going to go places. Yeah. These other kids, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be flipping your burgers. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I already talked about the teacher uh, back in the day, Mr. Boato. Uh-huh. He was talking to the class. He said, some of you guys just don't get it. But hey, you know, we're always going to need somebody to make the tacos a Taco Bell. <laughs> I was like, damn, this guy's yeah. a fucking asshole. But yeah. he had a point because some of the coolest kids when I went to school, they had all the girls. It was always super yeah. cool. And now they're making tacos. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah. And I, I, you know, me, I've I've lived it. Like, I'm at the age where, you know, um, people are actually finishing, you know, they're finished with college. They're kind of starting their careers. And they're kind of set in their ways at, at my age. Unless you have, you know, rarely you have, you know, someone like Eddie <coughs> that kind of got up and quit his job and, you know, went to, uh, you know, better himself. But generally, at you know, at my age, people are setting their waves. 
their ways, if they work at a certain job or a, in a certain type of field, they're probably going to be doing that for the rest of their life. Possibly, yeah. Um, but I can see like the potential in the kids, you know, and it, and it starts super early, yes. you know what I mean? So I know, I see the ones <laughs> that actually read when we're, we're supposed to read and the ones that are actually, you know, the, like the kid I talked about, um, he's, you know, he's probably going to be, you know, a valedictorian of whatever school he goes to. I'm sure he'll he'll be able to go to whatever college he wants to. And um, there are some kids in there that are just pitiful, like, just to put it plainly. And they're, you know, there's kids in there that only care about sports. Like, they're, they're getting C, you know, they're getting average grades, but when it comes to sports, they'll put all the effort into it. And it's just like, you know, just so you could kind of start to see, see those um, characteristics and those attributes at a very young age. Yeah, definitely. But it's not like it, at that age, it's still correctable. I think that at that age, they could still get a mentor at that age. They could, you know, yeah. some people could be in a bad living situation and that living situation may change. I just think that kids are, you know, that you, you an adult will have a lot of influence on them. So if their home yeah. life's fucked up, then chances are their school is going to be fucked up. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, putting any sort of uh, fault on no. anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, just as a trend, like everyone knows, the smart kid in junior high was the smart kid in high school, or the smart kid in. Sometimes it change from elementary to junior high. It changes a little bit because, yeah, like influence. you kind of figure out school yeah. throughout you know throughout that that age and you know the classes are extremely different um but you know you build those you build those habits in the junior high range and then you know that carries you into carries you into high school rarely have i seen someone that was like super you know straight a's in junior high and in high school they got to they just mm. you know start flying I, I don't know sometimes you know you could be the smartest kid in junior high and you get to school and to high school and then you meet that girl with a big booty and then now your grades are fucked up yeah a big i'm just saying i've never seen it i'm sure that's possible oh yeah but definitely I've never seen it yeah I, I won't say it happened i was definitely distracted in high school but college was worse yeah big big asses can get you straight f's man yeah you keep you keep dealing with those big booties and you're gonna have an f <laughs> you know what the f stand for I don't know. A fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Um I want to say this is a new segment, but we're definitely going to be implementing something new this week. Um basically it'll be post disturbing post that I have seen on social media. Mm-hmm. Um and I've seen quite a few, but this one here to me really uh kind of fucked me up. Mhm. All right, the chick that posted this basically, she doesn't post any any fruitful things, like nothing that's really uh, educational or anything. It's literally pictures of her body all the time, yeah. or it's like some meme, and it's like nothing serious. And this is what she said verbatim: She said, "Why are all why are there nothing but Arabs and black guys in my friend request?" She posted this to Facebook, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Really." That's crazy. And I just read the comments, and then some girls is like, "For reals, I don't get it. What do they want from me?" And I'm just like, "This is crazy." I I'm just want to have sex with you. Yeah, they probably just want to fuck you. You ain't yeah. got. You don't have no real good content. It's nothing. <laughs> it's literally like she posts half naked pictures of herself on social media. Mm-hmm. Literally, you. She posts like some. She was in some lingerie or whatever. Yeah. And she had like some. You can see her nipple rings and shit. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is and you're this is the type of person that's saying these type of things. Yeah. And to make it worse, it was very racist too. Yeah. And it's like I just I was just I wasn't like offended, mm-hmm. but I was just in shock. Like you would be this uh, you would just be this surprised by the type of people that are sending you requests, but look at the content you're putting out. Yeah. And these probably ain't no regular black guys. They're probably from some other country or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know how when you post thirsty shit, you start getting people from like the Middle East, like send me bobs. <laughs> send me bobs and vagine. <laughs> is that uh is this Instagram or, or Facebook? This is on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, but I just I imagine she gets a lot of requests because when you're posting pictures of your ass, and it, this is the fucked up thing about it. I'm not trying to judge her as a mother, but it just kills me that you see people put, putting this type of content up and you got kids. Mm-hmm. Like your kids are going to grow up and they're going to see mom's ass all over the fucking internet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's not and it's like I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm just saying like don't don't have this don't play like like you're on this high ground when in actuality like you are literally doing you're doing things that don't match up to what you're saying. Yeah. Like you're acting like why am I getting requests from these people? And then you're making it like you downgrade uh, Arab men and black men. Yeah. Like, I'm awesome. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, you ain't going to play me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't. You, you, she, she almost painted us in a negative light. Definitely. What's wrong with black men and Arab men? Yeah, you, you're downgrading us, man. Like, you, you're downgrading us. Like, imagine if I went on, on the internet and I said, why are these Mexican girls giving me friend requests? Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's disrespectful. First yeah. of all, I love Mexican women. Second mm-hmm. of all... I don't believe in the wall. Um, third, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking around. But uh, it, it's crazy how she just would say something like that. And it's like, you didn't think twice. You must have been bored and looked at your friend request and said that. Yeah. But you're not too good for anyone. Exactly. So I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just like, it's just like, that's like us basically putting out a podcast every week in People are in our inbox, you know, saying how, you know, certain episodes they like or certain quotes from yeah. different episodes. And we're like, why are people messaging us about our podcast? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. This <laughs> is stupid. This is like we talk about the, you know, the energy that you put out into the world is the energy that you get back. And she's yes. putting out ass into the world and dicks are in her <laughs> inbox. <laughs> hey, that should be a quote. Put ass into the world and dicks will come back. <laughs> Don't. It's like a physics theory or something. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is I noticed like the same chicks that complain about dick pics. There was a funny video I seen. <clears throat> it talked about, you know, the chicks that complain about getting dick pics. Okay, first and foremost, like if you're putting out pictures of your body on social media for everyone to see, that's almost that's equivalent to a dick pic. And the reason why I say that is because uh, getting a dick pic, if it's unsolicited, whatever, that's not right. But you're putting your body on social media and forcing people to see it. Mm -hmm. How do you know that I was, you know, I I wanted to see your body all over? You know, I wanted to see your butt. I wanted Mm -hmm. to see your titties. I I mean, I didn't give you permission to do that. You felt it was okay to put your half naked body on social media Mm -hmm. and I got to see it in my feeds. I've been, I've unfollowed so many, uh, uh, fitness pages that are really not fitness pages. Like Mm -hmm. they say fitness, but it's thirst traps. I've unfollowed all of these hoes. I mean, excuse my language, but that's (laughs) what they have like. Mm-hmm. So I've un- I've unfollowed them, and then with this chick, I know her personally. The one that posted that shit on Facebook, yeah. And it's like, dude, like, it, of course you're gonna get dick pics. Mm-hmm. You're fucking naked on social media. Yeah, I and, tend to unfollow people like that. 
Like even sometimes I'll see like these certain white girls that date black men and they feel the need to post certain memes or post different posts uh-huh. using the word nigga. Oh, I don't post. like that. I don't yeah, like that. I generally follow unfollow those. Yeah, I don't those like women that. Quick. You know, let, let's make this, this let's make this clear. Okay, look, first of all, me and Keith don't have any issues with white women at all. We mm-hmm. we actually we're not, you know, we have some experiences with them and we we we, we value those experiences. Now, um, <laughs> but hear me out. I don't think it's okay to if let's say for example if you're a white woman and your preference is black men that's okay that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. My only request is to be yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't you don't need to be you know you know trying to like pander to the like black men in a way that no first of all they're not pandering to black men they're pandering to niggas there's a difference mm-hmm. like me and Keith are black men mm-hmm. so we like women we like black women Mexican women white women it doesn't matter what you are. But you need to be yourself. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Like when you said the the saying the N word all the time, and mm-hmm. it's so annoying. I just really it really grinds my gears. Yeah, I've heard it before. I was mm-hmm. this blonde hair, blue eyed white chick. I was going, I was walking somewhere, and she's like, "That's real," because my nigga so and so was like, and I was like, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness, uh, it's cringe." That's very cringeworthy. It grinds my gears. Yeah. That- <laughs> 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 and and it, it was more and it was more the fact that it was ignorant. Yeah. I don't think it was intentionally like a racist thing. I just think it was so she was so culturally clueless and ignorant and that's what bothered me. Yeah. It's negrophilia. Yeah, that, yeah. That's like a real thing. And then um I don't know how you would how a, a black guy would do that. Like a like say it was like a black guy in China. I don't really know what the equivalent yeah. is. Yeah, I don't even know if like there a is black one. guy that hates black women or something. Is that the equivalent? Maybe. Or if he's like, if it ain't white, it ain't right. Yeah. If it ain't, <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't mayonnaise, don't put it on my sandwich. <laughs> I don't like brown bread. I like white bread. <laughs> Chocolate milk is too dark for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, would you, uh, I only only like almond milk, sir. You're like, what the hell? All right, man. What is? What is? Um. Oh, another thing. Moving on. Um. Black History Month. Oh yeah. We are in Black History Month, and mm-hmm. and and I will just state a few reasons why I'm proud to be a black man. And this is just you know Black History special here. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud to be a black man because I have. Opportunities. What's that noise? You hear that? That's your phone? No, my phone. I'm silent. Oh, shit. I'm hearing shit then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm proud to be a black man because, and and first off, by me saying I'm proud to be a black man has nothing to do with any other culture. I'm not downgrading your culture or anything or not saying you shouldn't be proud to be what you are. Just hear me out. I am proud to be a black man primarily because I have, um, I have, uh, all kinds of different uh, opportunities mm-hmm. that people who look like me many years ago didn't have, mm-hmm. and I take it. I take a great deal of responsibility um, for those things. For example, like you know, I could go to any school that I want to go to. Um, I could date who I want to date. Mm-hmm. I can uh, create a company. I have all these yeah. luxuries now because people like Malcolm X, people like Martin Luther King. Uh, had literally sacrificed themselves 
for me to have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And being a black man, I feel like I have to give my best effort because uh, I would be doing them a huge disservice by just being a black man that's just this stereotypical, you know, uh, lazy, no good person. Because yeah. honestly, people, other cultures won't admit it, but when they think of black people, they don't think of anything great. Mm-hmm. It's typically something that is downgraded, like a downgraded version of something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, they're oppressed and they're this and they're that. Like, no. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm doing my best and I'm proud of that. So Yeah. Yeah, man. Um I'm you know, I feel the same way. Um just when you're talking about from a historical context exactly. what what we've gone through and the the historical figures that have uplifted, you know, a whole race of people. You know, you think of guys like you know George Washington Carver and Frederick Douglass, and and, and and the 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 beautiful thing about Black history is um some of the most simple inventions that we use on a day to day basis yes. were created by Black people you exactly know, back in the, you know back in the day, and just thinking about those kind of things just shows you how much power we have. You know what I mean? Yes, For, you know, we we came into this country you know, on slave ships. And through all of that, we were still able to uprise and create some of the best things um, ever to be created. You know what I mean? Even outside of entertainment, just like simple things like, you know, like street lights. And I'm thinking, uh, I'm pretty sure like pencil sharpeners and peanut butter and, you know, all these like these crazy things that, People still to this freaking super soaker, like the guy. Yeah, he just uh, got paid. Yeah, and I found that out a while back when I was probably like 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, someone had mentioned that, that mentioned that to me, and he was he was fighting that that fight for a, for a long, long time. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> in the I don't know if the I had went to an engineering conference and I and someone had mentioned that to me. So just like just stuff like that shows you like how much power we have. That's why. You know, me and Eddie, we like to push ourselves because it's like you just do things and you do things and you do things and you never know where you'll end up. You know, exactly. So that's just the beautiful part about exactly. And and people don't understand this, but you would have to look through me and Keith's eyes to to understand. But I kind of have a chip on my shoulder and it's not a bad one. It's just a chip for success Mm -hmm. because I want to be I want to continue to tap into my higher self and be better every day. And I think that. You know, the future that I see for myself is very, it's a very big one, a very bright one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to convince anyone else to to understand what I mean. But being a black man, people just expect you to be basic and just general. Like, oh, you know, he has an okay job or, yeah. or you know, they're doing this and that. But I want to be the, the type of guy that will, you know, uh, be responsible for change in my city. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be, I want to be the guy that, you know, people be like, oh, that's that truck driver from Bakersfield with the podcast. Like, oh, yeah, he's great, man. He's mm-hmm. a really cool person. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to give people opportunities. I want to be able to uh, write people paychecks. Like that's like that's my objective. Mm-hmm. You know, my long term goal. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a black man, a lot of us, you know, I'm not going to say we don't see that. It's just that there's a lot of discouragement because of the way society has been. Yeah, you know, society has not been the best to people like us. Yeah, and I'm not trying to you know paint this sad story, but. It's history. It's mm-hmm. it's happened, and there are long term effects from it. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. um, overcoming those things, you have to overcome um, the things that affected your father and mother and their father and mother. So I'm fighting a generational battle 
Yeah. I'm I have to rewrite, you know, the things that have been wrong throughout many different, you know, since over a century. Yeah. And now here I am, Eddie McGee, and I'm fucking rewriting everything. Yeah. So I have a great deal of responsibility, but I invite it as well. Yeah. I think I think for me, I like to latch on to there's not many examples of success in the black community in certain we usually I think Jay Z had this line about um like black success being like like a domino. Like the higher up he goes, the the less and less um black people he sees in certain meetings and yeah. you know, certain situations. Um and you know, knowing that you kinda have to latch on to like one or two figures in whatever field to um, to look up to as an example, um, like Jay Z is definitely one of them. And yeah. you think about <clears throat> even historically, someone like um, Adam C J Walker. She she was a person that uh, I think she created like pomade, like the the yeah, hair grease, the hair and, grease, yeah. um, the you know just different uh, products for you know black hair, and she got extremely rich off of it. So you know just knowing knowing those things, it's like you you just have to take it upon yourself where. She did it back in the day. We're in 2019. So, like, you have to look at that and be like, if she could do that then, we can definitely do something definitely. now. We can definitely start businesses now. And we don't have as as much uh, oppression as they did back in the day. So, exactly. You know, we got to, you know, strive every day to build businesses and, you know, build platforms and, you know, get your, get your, uh, get your net worth up. Definitely. You know what? You know, man, you made an amazing point with that. We don't have nearly as much oppression now as they did. Mm-hmm. And um, there was somebody basically saying, like, you know, we can't you know, we can't do this. You know, the white man doing this and that and this and that. Mm-hmm. Like, let me tell you something, man. Um, at the end of the day, there is nobody that can stop me from getting where I want to go. Yeah. OK, I'm not a person that's going to be blaming a white man for shit, because at the end of the day, I wake up and put my boots on to go to work every day. Mm-hmm. There's not somebody telling me, you know, throughout history, you know, when you when you um, make the connection between uh, racism in America and whatnot, and you see segregation, you mm-hmm. know, obviously, uh, you know, the white man, per se, will be yeah. the direct like opponent. But in today's world, I'm not going to say we are completely we're not post racism, but we mm-hmm. are progressive. Yeah. And being as we are in that time, you need to be taken you need to be taking responsibility, not only responsibility, but you need to be taking advantage of the opportunities that are here before you. And you need to be working for them. I'll be goddamn if I'm going to be talking about the white man and I'm not giving my best my best effort. You're yeah. not going to hear me talking about the white man. Yeah, because it's about me. Yeah, I'm the one that's getting up. I'm the one that's putting in the work. Yeah. You know, and I never hear Keith talk about the white man. I never heard Keith say, man, I was making some cereal and the white man stopped me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because I live in Bakersfield and it's mostly Mexicans out here. Oh, that- <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. But yeah, you're right, man. It's um, I had a point that I wanted to say, but I forgot. I forgot what it was. But um Definitely. Oh, um, what I was going to say is like even from outside of business and growing and everything, just how people fought for education. Exactly. Like there's I don't know. I forget where that that image is. But the the little black girl that was walked into school with police officers. Yeah. Signs saying all kind of racial slurs on them and stuff. Kids. Yeah. So 
if if we it it would it it um it baffles me that I would see like I live by BHS out here in Bakersfield. It baffles me that there would be little like black kids that are ditching school and smoking weed and stuff like that. Just knowing that there was you know people fighting you know losing their lives and this girl is like you know people calling her nigger as she's walking she into walk the, into school. the school. school. All she wants to do is learn. She wants to read, you know, books and stuff like that. And for for us to, you know, not take advantage of that in 2019 is a little bit sad. So, Definitely. you know, that's that's part of the the reason why me personally, I just want to learn as much as I can. I try to, you know, listen to podcasts. I try to read every day. I try to, you know, just learn as much as I can about the world. Um, be, you know, partly because of those reasons. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is when I have conversations with people or whatnot, or we'll just be having conversations about, I don't know, Lord knows what they'll be like, man, you're just like a really deep person. Yeah. And I'll be thinking to myself, like, I'm not as deep as you think. I'm not even as smart as I, as you think. I'm just a person that has acquired as much information about life and has listened a lot. Mm-hmm. So that translates into many different things that I do. Mm-hmm. I, I pride myself on, uh, displaying not an image, but uh, displaying the best version of myself out into the world. Because mm-hmm. I, I know that as a black man, I has a, I have a responsibility. Yeah. When I'm when I'm let's say I'm driving down the street and I see a black dude and his pants is sagging and he like you know throwing up gang signs and cussing and yelling, it's embarrassing to me. I'll be honest. Yeah, it is completely embarrassing to me because as a black man, you know how a lot of society is viewing you. And people who look like you, they're like, oh, I, I guarantee you if they see like a black dude walking down the street sagging his pants, they're like, oh, there goes another one. Look what, these, look what they're doing to themselves, you know? Yeah. He needs to get education, you know? Yeah. But when they see a guy like me doing what I do, it's kind of like, oh, I don't see many of people like you. And I'm thinking like, I know a million people like me. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it really pisses me off that when I, when I see a black man not living up to his potential. Yeah. Just because I understand, you know, that like Keith mentioned, the historical context, mm-hmm. you know, of, you know, what people had to go through. Little girl getting called niggers walking up to a school. And now you now people now you got young black men ditching school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, you need to take your ass to class. Yeah. I never you know, it's funny. People don't believe me. I've never did school a day in my life. I never did. Really? Not one time. Never did. I never had a reason to. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to ditch school, first of all, my dad would have fucking killed me. Yeah. Second of all, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. second of all, um, why even go to school if you're going to ditch? Yeah. Just, just stay home. Just stay home. Yeah. You know? But yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's a trip, man. I was just thinking about those uh, those uh, those girls that worked at NASA. Uh, I forgot the name. That movie with Taraji P. Henson where... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of the name. That sucks. But you know, yeah. she was a girl. She basically um, did the calculations for whatever for you know the astronauts to get out of space or something like that. Um, but you know, even with that, it was like they had to. They couldn't even use the same restrooms. Yeah. Like it, they would take him like an hour. They had to run around, like run to the. Uh, the other side of the, you know, the air or the campus or whatever in order to use a restroom. It was just so much they had to go through. Yeah. So, you know, just seeing that and seeing, you know, like I was saying, seeing these kids not really taking advantage of, you know, this free education. The one one thing that always 
what always like confused me is um, um, the way that people talked about education. It's like, man, you shouldn't go to school or you shouldn't. Education is not important. And what or what, however they they talk about it, um, I guess, you know, generally they talk about it from a, a financial standpoint. Um, but why is that only talked about in college? Like mm. if you just if you just dismiss the amount of money you pay, like why is it only talked about in college? Like why not just drop out? Or why not not go to school at all? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you shouldn't go to college. You don't need no education. You don't need no, need no education. Like, why? Like, once, like, if that was the case, you could drop out whenever. And, like, mostly these are entrepreneurs saying this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This guy's just like, you don't need education. You can start your own business and, you know, just learn on the fly. Mm, that's not everyone. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, so why not just drop out when you're, like, 16? I feel like, you know, 16 is the age Damn. where you're... Where you're you're smart enough to just live in a like you can get a job at 16 you can work at mcdonald's at 16 and you know start whatever business you want to that's actually a good point what's the biggest distance was there like a vast difference between 18 and 16 not really it's really not it's really not yeah entrepreneur i think honestly as far as entrepreneurship I, i really think that it's people want to be entrepreneur because they think it's cool but but it's not cool because everyone doesn't have the drive to do it yeah, you are literally you're literally like that's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, and I think the number one way to be a good entrepreneur is you have to provide a business or service that is not already be, uh, not already being provided. Mm-hmm. And if it is being provided, you need to do it with better quality or somehow with more convenience. Because if you cannot, then you're not going to make it as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You have in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to be making money. Yeah. Um. Uh. Fucking. Uh, what's the name? Talked about it. Uh. Uh. Gary V. Talked about it. Mm-hmm. He said you cannot consider yourself an entrepreneur if you're not making any money. Yeah. 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 You know. So it's not for everybody. You have to be passionate about that. Yeah. I uh, think. I think. I think being an entrepreneur is like just ingrained in certain people. Definitely. Like it's not really like I. I know. I know family members that will talk your ear off about about business ideas that they have yeah like yeah i want to start this and you know we need to get some money together mm-hmm. we can start this we can start this we can start a restaurant we can start a clothing store or a clothing line or whatever the case may be like talk is talk is cheap talk is cheap yeah literally you're not making yeah. any fucking money yeah 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 definitely <laughs> I, I i think that um the i don't know too many people that have their own businesses but mm-hmm. um you just got to do it. Like even yeah. me, like I sell stuff on Amazon and I eventually think that's going to be my way out of, you know, working my regular day job. I just need enough capital to invest in it. There you go. Um, but um, I don't talk, like, I don't tell people like about it that often because I'm just doing it. You know what I mean? There you go. There, there are people that, you know, ask me questions about it, but most people that, you know, most people that I know, like even, you know, my family, they just see me come in with boxes and then they see me walk out with boxes. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you're just doing the Amazon thing again? It's like, yeah, man, you know, just hustling. But um, even with that, it's like, it's just something I'm passionate about. Like I, I like even if I, I don't make a lot, a lot of money off of that, but the sport, I think of, okay, I'm going to um, this store I'm buying something for a lower price. I'm putting it on Amazon. It's selling for more money. And then once I see, like, you know, I see the little analytics, and I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I literally 
I'm just an entrepreneur at this point. You yeah, know you what are. I mean? So that's what's just, that's like yeah. the definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like so to to me the sport of it is is extremely cool. Like I was talking to, to DJ about it um the other day and I was talking about like guys like like Warren Buffett. Like they have you know, Warren Buffett has more money than he can ever spend. Um, or his net worth is, you know, more than he can ever spend. And at a certain point, after you, you've you made so many billions, you're just doing it because it's, it's a like sport. a routine. It's just a sport. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Kobe got five rings already, but he's still getting up at 5 a.m., working mm-hmm. on his handles, working on his, his dribbling and stuff. Yep. So it's just, you know, you just fall in love with the idea of it. It also says a lot about you. Because once you, I think it, it really says the most about you when you actually acquire the, the success that you want and mm-hmm. you either you either take a step back and just say, oh, I'm good, mm-hmm. or you keep working like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Let's say that this podcast takes off and we get a couple hundred thousand listeners. You know, we monetize the podcast. We get Patreons. We do all kind of things. We get to the point to where we could just quit our jobs. We have all kind of other streams of income. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still be up doing this fucking podcast. I don't care how much money I make. I will still be doing this podcast. I could be Eddie five years from now making $12 million a year. Mm-hmm. I will still be on this motherfucking <laughs> podcast mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. Just because that's the, because it's a, it's like loyal, it's like loyalty. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, yeah. it's when you remain loyal to something like that, it just means a lot. I think that's what makes me happy more than anything is the fact that Keith's energy is probably one of the main reasons why I also do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Not only because I'm driven and passionate, but Keith has not made any fucking excuses. Mm-hmm. Keith could be like, oh, man, I'm tired, man. We could do it tomorrow or yeah. maybe next week. Mm-hmm. Every motherfucking week since April. Mm-hmm. That's April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, now February. That's crazy. Not one fucking week, man. Mm-hmm. That's probably why people started listening to us. Yeah. It's like, all right, these motherfuckers are posting shit every week. Let me yeah. just give it a chance. Beating, <laughs> beating them over the head with consistency. Yeah, like, you're going to take this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start making the sex noises. <laughs> you're going to take this podcast. <laughs> oh, heck no. Yeah, man. Once you guys take a listen, man, that's when we... You know, we we got you plugged into the to the episode, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to mention about Black History Month? I think we we're gonna have this got a whole month. We're gonna have a lot of shit. Yeah, to really find. we should, we should really we should really um, probably next the following for hopefully we have four left. Uh, probably we probably only have three left. Yeah, that's but, true. Um, but we should really try to find maybe a a figure. Definitely, you know what I mean, and just kind of talk about it and kind of mention. Um, certain things that they've done, definitely. So, Dude, George Washington Carver, or excuse me, George Carver, he definitely yeah. is one of my favorite. You yeah. know, the whole peanut butter thing. He was a peanut. Supposedly, they said he didn't discover peanut butter, but he was a peanut like. Uh, He's like he was studying. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man. So yeah, be be thankful. And you know, all this, all the peanut butter products that you use, a mm-hmm. black man invented that. Yeah. So tonight, when you're rubbing peanut butter on your wife, just oh my God. you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting because I went to he went to uh, he studied at Iowa State. Oh, okay. So when I was there, I seen um, you know he has a whole building named after him, and he has a, even a statue there, and the statue is extremely small, which is <laughs> which is very underwhelming. But it was just dope to be like walking on the same campus as someone like that. 
that's like the benefit of you know being in so many different places. You could literally mm-hmm. walk on like the same steps and the same paths that you know these these you know different people walk down. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, especially you know them creating those footprints gives you more uh, gives you more confidence. Yeah, you know if you know that you know someone who looked like you. I, I mean, the thing about it is, is this doesn't this doesn't translate. This mainly translates to like minorities because mm-hmm. it throughout American history we've been underrepresented a lot mm-hmm. and when you see someone who looks like you that has has achieved this grand dream of you know doing all these great things yeah it's really important I, th- uh, I think it tra- I think it does translate though because if someone for instance if someone is going to USC mm-hmm. film score some USC obviously has like a million different you yeah know, notable uh, alumni yeah. Um you you go to USC film school and you're like, you know, guys like George Lucas literally walk these campuses and Oh, that's you know, yeah. So I think, you know, I think it does translate. I think for us it's a little bit different that's just what I because meant. it's so yeah. it's so minimal. Exactly. So we latch on to those, you know, these little these little these little uh nuggets, I guess. I don't know. Mm, nuggets, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Actually a black man invented chicken nuggets. No, oh, kidding. that'd be crazy. <laughs> I think, you know, this is a challenge that I have for all of our listeners. Uh, Being that it is Black History Month, you don't have to be black to celebrate Black History Month. I think that what you can do is just inform yourself. So, for example, try to look up a different, uh, at least once a week, find someone that is a black innovator. Mm Mm-hmm. And just look up some things that they've done. Yeah. And you'll be really, like, really amazed at how much, you know, uh, black culture has contributed to America. Now, all cultures have, they have contributed to America to make America what it is. Um, But since being as, you know, a lot of uh, black America has been very underrepresented Mm -hmm. and kind of overshadowed in a lot of ways, you're going to be like, wow, they created that? What the, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, you'll find out. You'll find out, especially Mm -hmm. me, me being a black man, you know. I didn't have really any real information growing up in school. They didn't teach us about, you know, a lot of different black innovators. You yeah. know, I just knew all the same shit that every other kid knew. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a beautiful thing to catch a lot of this history later mm-hmm. on. Yeah, I think um, that's definitely. I when I was in elementary school, they they uh, when during Black History Month, we would read these different little short stories about different black people like oh, black awesome. cowboys and and stuff like that or black inventors so black cowboys huh yeah that sound like a a uh, pornography company that sound like one of them videos that that teacher was in yeah <laughs> <laughs> big black cowboys volume <laughs> volume 20 yeehaw <laughs> come over here white woman <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, we're coming to the end of this episode. Uh, we want to thank everyone for tuning in. Yes, sir. Um, we definitely will. Yeah, we got some surprises coming up for you guys soon, but we'll get into that on the next episode. Yeah. Uh, but until then, uh, you've been listening to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Finks. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>